Welcome to the Amen Always radio broadcast with Derek and Frida Stevens. Tune in to hear the prophetic word as it goes forth. Today we're talking about blessings and cursings, the power of the tongue. This series on the promised blessings has been a tremendous blessing to the life of the believer. There are things that we're learning through this teaching series that can apply to our everyday life. So let's go before God and see what God is saying to us in regards to the blessing and cursing the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The scripture says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, what does that scripture mean to us? That means that they that love to speak life shall produce the fruit of life and benefit from it. They that love to speak death will receive death to their situation. Now, specifically, if you are speaking doubt, confusion, and death to the very thing that you're asking God to do in your life, it's impossible for you to actually receive it. Because with your mouth, you're tearing down the thing that God is saying, the thing that God has promised you. You're tearing it down with your own words. In other words, if you are speaking positive into your situation, then the fruit of positive words will begin to grow and germinate and produce fruit in your life. So it's so important that the words that come in and out of your mouth When we speak, we have to speak those things that God says. And in order to speak the word that God says, we've got to know his word. We've got to know what the word of God says about our circumstance. Our circumstances can change based on the words that come out of our mouth. For example, Elijah, the Tishbite, in 1 Kings 17.1, Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, There will neither be dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. In other words, Elijah spoke to Ahab. He spoke to the circumstances and the situation at that time. And he said that there will be no rain in the next few years except at my word. In other words, unless I speak it, it shall not rain. And famine is going to fill the land. And if we read on further down in that scripture, we know that God honored the word of Elijah because Elijah was a prophet of God. He spoke the word of God. He meditated on the word of God and he remained in right relationship with God. Therefore, when he spoke out of his mouth, the words that he said came to pass and it changed his situation, his circumstances. We have a right as blood-bought believers to speak to the situations in our life, to command our situation to be what God called it to be. And the problem in the body of Christ is that we don't understand our rights. See, everybody in America has rights. There are a bill of rights that apply to us as American citizens. And I remember in high school learning those bill of rights, learning the constitution, learning even about my state government and what the state laws and how they're made and what our rights are on the state level as well as in the U.S. 
See, it's so important as believers is that we understand our rights and we have a right as a believer to speak to our circumstances and command them to be what God called them to be. In other words, is this not like God said it is? Speak it into existence. So if you're believing God for healing in your body, speak healing over your body. But what happens so many times we get upset about how things look, a doctor's report, pain in the body. These things we allow to override what the God, the word of God says. And so instead of speaking doubt, fear, speak life to your circumstances. Get the scriptures around you concerning your healing and begin to speak those over your life. It says Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. Many times we allow things to go through our mind. Fear, doubt, anger, memories of past bad situations. Thinking about what has happened to other people that we know in our lives and our families that were bad. And we're not thinking on the things of God. What's true, what's honest, what's just, pure, lovely, of a good report. We're thinking on the things of the world, what our friends say about our circumstances. What does the doctor say about our situation? We have to think on those things that are of a good report, the Bible says, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so in order to speak life into your circumstance, we have to think right. We have to pray over our circumstance and we even have to prophesy to our situation. We need to begin to prophesy life to the things that God says over our circumstance. Prophesy life so that the situation can become what God says it is, not what man or the enemy says what it is. And it's so important because the enemy will try to bring things to our mind, such as sadness and confusion. He'll try to distract us with the cares of life being bottled down with work and taking care of the family, we don't have time just to meditate in the word. So get in a place with God where you begin to meditate in the word. I always challenge and encourage you to meditate in the word of God on a daily basis. Take 24 minutes. I I put out the 24 minute challenge. Take 24 minutes of your day. And just meditate in the word of God and begin to get the scriptures in your heart over your circumstance. Whatever your current circumstance is, if it's a relationship issue, a spousal issue, if it's an issue with your children, if it is an issue on your job, whether it's an issue that's in your body, whatever your circumstances are that you are facing, Get the scriptures in front of you and begin to meditate on them and begin to prophesy over your situation. Think according to the scriptures and speak life into your situation. Another thing we need to do is guard our gates. Guard our gates. To guard your gate means to guard the things you're allowing other people to speak into your ears. 
Many times when we're going through circumstances and situations, it's common to want to go to friends and family and talk to them about whatever it is you're facing. Let's say it's a situation on your job. You get a promotion on your job and you have an employee that wants to come up against you because you now have this new promotion and they went up for the same position. They don't like it. So they're giving you a hard time. You ask them to turn in a report. They turn it in two days later. You ask them to come to a meeting first thing in the morning. They show up late. You give them a deadline for when a project is due. They call out the date of the deadline. And you're constantly dealing with passive aggressive people on your job who are unable to communicate with you through their words what they're upset about. They're disappointed because God has blessed you in a way that he hasn't blessed them because he's shown you favor that they haven't received. So you're dealing with a disgruntled coworker who's acting out in passive aggressiveness. So it's common to want to go to family members or friends and talk to them about it. Why? Because family and friends will tell you what you want to hear. Flesh will always gratify flesh. But that's not the way that God says to do it. You have to guard your gates, guard your ear gates. You cannot allow people to speak negative into you because when you when you receive negative in you, it begins to get into your mind and it will output through your behavior towards your coworkers. Do not listen to or even speak to the naysayers, the gossips, and those with an opinion That is not based in scripture. Let me say that again because it is so important. We're talking about blessings and cursings, the power of the tongue. And all of this comes from things that we say out of our mouth, that we allow ourselves to hear through the mouths of others. So do not listen or speak to the naysayers, the gossips, and those with an opinion that's not of God. See, the naysayers are going to speak against the blessing that God has for you. If you're believing God for a mate and you have friends that are not married themselves, those naysayers are going to speak against any relationship that God brings in your life because they don't have one themselves. Do not listen or speak to the naysayers. Gossips, people that love gossiping and spreading information. If you're having an issue with a coworker on your job and you go talk to your friends who are gossips and they can tell you about every situation that this person has ever been in since they've been with the company, which predates your being with the company and has absolutely nothing to do with the circumstance that you're having. Now you have allowed your, your floodgates to be filled with negative words from naysayers and gossips. And then there are those who might mean you well but they have an opinion based on your one-sided version. So you got to watch that as well because people will give you their opinion based on what they hear from you, not realizing what you're telling them is the whole story. And so their opinion is based on your dialogue, not on the word of God. Do not listen or speak to the naysayers, the gossips or those with an opinion, not of God. Because they are speaking into your circumstance instead of you speaking the word of God in your circumstance. Do not listen or speak to people who tell you what you want to hear. I remember a time where a friend of mine, when Derek and I were dating, 
we have some good friends from years ago, decades ago, that we've known all of our lives. I remember we were going out on a double date. At that particular time, my friend and I were getting dressed. We actually were over her house. We were getting dressed. And Derek and the guy that she was dating at that time came to pick us up. Well, as soon as they blew the horn, my friend wanted to run out the door. And I said, wait, make them wait. We're not finished getting dressed. She wanted to run out the door to immediately meet them, even though we weren't finished, because she was so anxious. The reason she was so anxious is because she had been told that her friend that she was dating at the time was interested in someone else and was going to leave her. And she was being moved by statements from other people who said, well, if you are always available for him, he won't leave you. Now, what's interesting is the two of them never got married. Derek and I did. And she went on to marry someone else. He went on to marry the other guy went on to marry someone else as well. But the point is that she was being moved by people around her who were telling her what she wanted to hear. She wanted to hear how could she save that relationship. And she was willing to do what people around her told her to do to try to save a relationship that was never set up by God in the first place. What am I saying to you? How does that relate to blessings and cursings, the power of the tongue? Because do not listen to people who tell you what you want to hear. So you want to hear something over your circumstance, whether it's a relationship issue, parent-child issue, job, any area of your life, health. People will tell you what you want to hear based on your conversation, but it's not always the will of God. And so how do you know what to pray and to speak and prophesy over your circumstance? If you're listening to the naysayers, the gossips, those with an opinion not of God, or those that tell you what you want to hear, do speak and listen to the word of God. What does God say about your circumstance? It goes back to meditating on those scriptures and finding scriptures that relate to your what you are facing. Find important people in your life, parents, pastors, spouse, people that really care about you, that can speak wisdom and guidance in you, that have your best interests at heart. Not people that tell you what you want to hear. Important people in your life. People that will speak life into your situation. There comes a time when we're facing things in life where we all may get discouraged, where we all may feel downtrodden as to how do these things take place? Where do I go from here? But you must get people around you that will speak life into your circumstance, into your situation. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty three. It says, truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. In other words, you need people that will speak into your life the things that they believe God is saying. And when they say it, they know in their heart that it shall come to pass. Do not listen to or speak to the naysayers, the gossips, or those with an opinion not of God. Do not listen to or speak to those who tell you what you want to hear, but speak and listen to the word of God and prophesy it over your situation. Speak and listen to important people in your life. 
who you can seek wisdom and guidance from to help you make important decisions about health and marriage and family life. People that speak life into your circumstance. Another thing we need to understand about blessing and cursing the power of the tongue is understanding timing. See, we're speaking from the series, Blessings and Promises of God. So to understand timing is very important because there is a time and a season for everything. God will speak things to our heart and give us a vision, but there is a season of time before that vision will come to pass. Understanding time and season is critical because there's a time and season for everything. Let's look at Ezekiel 37. This is verses 1 through 14. It says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? This is the Spirit of the Lord speaking to Ezekiel. He has shown him a vision of a valley full of bones. And he asked Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. In other words, Ezekiel is saying to the Spirit of the Lord, you alone know whether or not these bones can live. Because in order for them to live, you've got to put life in them. But notice what the Spirit of the Lord said to Ezekiel. It says in verse 4, Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. But this is what the Lord said to him. Look in verse 4, where he said, Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Now, wait a minute. Let's understand this here. The spirit of the Lord appeared to Ezekiel, the prophet and showed him in a vision a valley of dry bones. Then the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel's response was, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. So what Ezekiel was saying to the Lord is, you you alone can make these bones live. But what did the Spirit of the Lord say to Ezekiel? The Spirit of the Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones and to say to the bones, what the word of the Lord was. So we have got to speak to our circumstance, prophesy to those dead things in our life, those things that the Lord promised, but they've been delayed too long. You ever see a situation where you're standing in line for a movie? There are hundreds of people that are trying to get in, a new movie that just came out. Everybody wants to see it and everybody's standing around and they show up for hours early because they know it's going to be packed out. And so you're standing around waiting. Imagine standing waiting for a movie that starts at seven since two o'clock because you're waiting to get tickets. And then imagine if you get your, you get to the counter and then there's no ticket for the seven o'clock. 
So you got to wait till nine o'clock for the next movie. But you're really excited to see it and you're already there. You've been there that long. What's two more hours? So you wait till nine o'clock. And then nine o'clock, there's no more tickets. They're sold out. So you got to wait till 11 o'clock was the last showing for the day. You've been there since two. You met some friends there. Your family's there. What's two more hours? Imagine waiting too long. There's some dead things in your life that you need to prophesy to. The Lord is saying, can these bones live? Our response as blood-bought believers, we have the right to prophesy to our bones. So let's read on further down in scripture. Verse six, it says, I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded in verse seven. So Ezekiel did what the spirit of the Lord told him to do. He prophesied to those bones. He says, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Now, how many know you may have a body, but if you have no breath in you, you have no life. Watch what happens next. Notice in verse nine, it says, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. The spirit of the Lord was giving the prophet Ezekiel a vision and the bones, those bones, as we're going to read further down, represented the people of Israel. Now, as we begin to look at this situation, we see here an example where the spirit of the Lord was saying to the prophet Ezekiel, prophesy what the Lord says, the sovereign Lord says. So when we look at our circumstances, those dead bones, those bones that need to come together, those areas of our life that we've been believing God for for years that haven't come together, we need to prophesy to them. What do we prophesy to them? What the sovereign Lord says. That's why it's so important to know what the word of God says over your circumstances. Prophesy over your circumstances over your situation, over your family, over your marriage, over your children. Prophesy life into your children. Now let's look at verse 11. It says, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will make, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. This entire vision was an analogy 
that the spirit of the Lord was giving to the prophet Ezekiel to show him that it is up to him to prophesy what the sovereign Lord says to the people so that they can live and have the life that he predestined for them. Now, what does that say to us today? Remember, our teaching on the blessings and promises of God are for every believer and it's for us to use these tools in our everyday life so that we can live out and walk in the fullness of the promised blessing. Because too many times we're missing out on those blessings that God has sent for us. And God is just sitting back waiting for us to take it because he has already spoken it in his word. He's already given his word. And when God gives his word, that's his promise. He sent his word and he healed them. When God gives his word, then it shall come to pass. But we miss it sometimes because of what we say out of our mouth. Blessings and cursings, the power of the tongue, they can have an impact on whether we walk in those promised blessings or not. So understand there's time and season for everything. God gives the vision, but the provision may come later. In other words, everything that God has shown you right now isn't for today. There's some things that God has put on hold because it's not yet time. It's not yet the season. But many times God will give you the vision in advance, but the provision may come later. As well as sometimes speaking prematurely can bring on opposition and spiritual warfare. So blessings and cursings, the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Many times you will miss out on the promises of God because you told someone else what God said over your life. Because there's a real enemy. There's spiritual warfare. And when you speak that thing into the atmosphere, the enemy and his cohorts hears it. And so they send out forces immediately and try to attack that thing before it even comes to pass. So there's some things you got to hold close to your heart between you and God. There are times when you need to move quietly and not let anyone around you know. I remember one time Derek and I were working on an application, a state application for our company. And we have a, a national accrediting agency called Green Apple Accreditation of Children's Services. And we were working on a state application. And I remember that at that time, I made a phone call to a friend who also is an executive director of another accrediting agency. She's a really nice lady. And I remember I was having a conversation with her over the phone. And she mentioned to me that there was an application that now became available just a couple of weeks before our conversation that my company was now eligible to apply for. The individual that I was speaking to is one of our sisters in the Jewish faith. She's not a Christian, but she's a friend in a, in, of the Jewish faith. So she's one of our sisters in the Jewish faith. And she was kind enough to tell me. She was led by God to tell me that. And through that conversation, I followed through and was able to get our program approved statewide for this new program. However, had I not had that conversation with her, I would have never known it. How does that relate to what we're saying? Move quietly and don't speak a thing. Because if I would have taken that conversation and shared the fact that I knew it with some other 
fellow executive directors of other accrediting agencies, some that are Christian, they would have done things to try to hinder our application. So what am I saying to you? How does that relate to this? Because there are times where you need to move quietly on the things that God speaks to you so that you can receive the blessing that he intended. Because when you speak things out prematurely, or when you put things out there in the atmosphere, there is a real warfare that takes place that's all around us at all times. There's always spiritual warfare at play. And when we speak things out, the enemy comes in, knows his days are numbered, and begins to try to war against that thing that the Lord is doing into you. So what do we learn today? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You can change the course of your life with your words. Everything that God spoke has come to pass. Therefore, the promises of God over your life shall come to pass. But you have to speak to your situation. You have to prophesy over your bones. You have to avoid naysayers, gossips, people that have no hope or future. You have to guard your heart, your mind, your ears. Guard your gates. Don't allow confusion in and negative speaking in. You have to understand the timing of God. To everything, there's a time and a season. Not every blessing is for today or tomorrow. There are things that God will speak to you today that you may not walk into for years to come. Prophesy to your situation and receive the promised blessings of God. Thank you for tuning in to Amen Always Radio Broadcast with Derek and Frida Stevens. We pray that the Word of God has been a blessing to your life. To sign up for School of the Prophets, visit us at amenalways.org. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or to download any of our broadcasts, find us on SoundCloud. Amen Always on SoundCloud. Blessings.